This episode of the Betting Crashers podcast is brought to you by Company39.com. That's K-O-M-P-A-N-Y-3-9.com. Company39 is creating digital hockey camps with some of the best players on the planet, giving amateur players, coaches, and parents the ability to learn directly from the best. Guys, it's awesome and easy to get started. You log on to the website, set up an account, and boom, you're ready to go. You learn the player's story of how they made it, you get video of in-depth on-ice drills, and an ebook with mindset tools from the athlete. This was built for hockey players by hockey players. Currently available is one of the most undercover superstars in the game, the San Jose Sharks captain, Joe Pavelski, and more players are coming soon. We have a great promo code for all our listeners. Visit company39.com and use the promo code MORNINGSKATE for 20% off. Stop wondering and start learning from the best at company39.com. Boys are back from the a little hiatus, two week hiatus here. Um, Jamesy is MIA. We don't. I don't even know where he is right now. Uh, he's probably at some bar right now, thinking that college basketball is on all day. Uh, that's not the case. It starts at seven. Um, I'm leading both of my pools that I think that I'm in uh, for the NCAA tournament bracket challenge. I uh, had like a perfect pool or a perfect bracket going into like the first night. I had like a perfect bracket. I texted Shamesy. And then as soon as I did that, uh, my last team lost. So probably won't won't talk to him or discuss anything with college basketball ever again because he's a jinx. Um, so right now I'm actually with uh, Andrew Hammond, who will be uh, a co-host of mine for the upcoming New York Rangers season, the 2019-2020 season. And uh, we'll be talking everything Rangers. Uh, maybe a little gambling mixed in it. Uh, I don't think I can do a whole podcast without talking about a bet, but um, I'm very excited to get that going. And we'll be talking over the summer for sure uh, for different segments and just talking everything Rangers hockey. So Andrew, how's it going today? I mean, it's going good. Uh, Big loss last night for the boys. Thank God. Uh, At first, you know, uh, I was a little worried. I, I thought the Bruins were... You know, the way they were playing early on, I'm like, they're, if they're going to squeak one out, we are in big trouble. But Pasternak comes through. Uh, we have four-point night for him, three hat trick. And then I almost, yeah. thought, I almost thought he got the fourth one. Bergeron tipped it on that redirect on Hank. So, uh, but I got – no, I, I was going to say I got nervous when it was 1-1. And I was like, don't tell me the Rangers are going to win this one. This has to be a loss. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, the stink – keeps on going. They got to they got to stink every game. They have to lose every single game for them to have I think they have a shot at a top 4 pick. But uh it's right now the Devils need well, Devils have a couple games ahead of us and two points behind us. I believe so. I think and Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. I'm having the standings here. And uh I believe Senators and the Devils don't they play each other one more time this season? So that that'll be a huge game. Um, yeah, hopefully that goes into overtime. Weeks, yeah. But I mean, I just this you know they send out the letter. We need to rebuild. We've been status quo is not working anymore. And 
seemingly everyone's on board because they bemoan the fact we haven't had a superstar in however many years. And we make it four or five months into, into this, the rebuild and people are, the sky is falling. Like we need to get rid of everyone. Zabanajad, despite being Mike, you hear what Mike Milbury said last year at the end of the game, he's, you know, he gets his uh, 30th goal of the year, his 70th point, And he goes, oh, it's like the one lone bright spot in the Rangers this year. Uh, is he a top three forward? I don't know, but he's got 30 goals and 70 points on a team that's an absolute tire fire. I don't understand what constitutes a first-line player in Mike Milbury's eyes. Insane. Well, yeah, I mean, the, listen, the Rangers are trying to lose. They're trying different things. They have uh, – who they have? They have Brendan Smith playing the point on the power play and then forward the rest of the game. They're just throwing combos out there. And I think they're just trying to feel out uh, the younger guys and see what they have. And you're going to have to keep some of them. You can't get rid of every single player. Um, they got to build around Zibanejad. He's proven himself to be uh, a dominant player in the NHL, even when he has nobody around him. And then you got the younger kids in Heedle and Anderson, and you got to see where they belong. And uh, right now, they have to play the most minutes. Uh, they need to figure out uh what they're going to do with names like Nemestikov and uh even Buchnevich where does Buchnevich really fit in the Rangers lineup is he a third liner second liner because he's playing really well right now but he's not really a first line player I, so I, I would to... I would agree with that I think in the, in a perfect world he's your he's your second line you know off wing uh, scoring winger but yeah and then but he also needs someone to get him the puck. So, like, you know, once you take away Zibanejad, is his numbers going to go down? Probably. But, I mean, that's not really his fault. That's, yeah. a, you gotta, not, that's a problem. Yeah, I don't know if Buchnevich has uh, that second gear. Because he seems to – his game has, has been evolving. He's been more physically involved. And at first he was, you know, coming into the league, he was that clearly skilled but, like, perimeter – off-wing disher that he could like make plays as long as you like he kept you know because he wasn't strong enough to get into the interior and then now we've seen he's going to uh, getting a little bit more physically engaged and I think I think the next step for him is figuring out when to engage and when to do that the thing that elite players seem to know how to fade into the wallpaper a bit and then reemerge and to buy themselves time and space so they can make plays with the puck so I don't know if he'll ever get there but if he's if where he's at right now in terms of his uh, point production pace I think he could be um, a big a second. Yeah, line I mean the player we forward. see now is light and day compared to two years ago. Yeah. Oh. Hold on. James trying to host three podcasts at once. That was actually our boss calling. Oh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's just try to figure this so I can call them back out. Um, we'll get into some NHL news. Who do you think? Uh is going to make it from the West, and who do you think is going to make it to the East? Because right now, both wild card slots are, are uh, they're they're tight right now. I and ha- yeah, I haven't make it. I you know I haven't seen in both conferences like I haven't been this intrigued in like who's going to make the wild card in either you know, division in a long time. Uh, I mean, pulling up the standings right now. Yeah, so right now in the East, we'll do the, touch the East first. Yeah. You have Carolina, Montreal holding the two wild card spots right now with Columbus. Uh, they have a game in hand. Um, I think they leap over Montreal when they're tied with points. And then, yep. 
Yeah, and then you have Philly, who is technically not out of it. The five games left, I think one more win. Yeah, they're pretty much done. I mean, they'll they'll have to count on Montreal and Columbus losing out yeah. and then winning out. So yeah, they're they're pretty much done. I um, I don't see I don't see Columbus. I just with the way uh, Price is playing right now, and it seems like Montreal after a slight dip, and they were putting their uh, their own playoff chances in jeopardy. They seem to be rounding out back to form. Tatar has been really good. Uh, Domi's been pretty consistent all season, and Price is just playing good hockey for the second half so I don't I don't really see because I I don't I I don't think anyone saw uh Panarin falling off the face of the earth as soon as they made all these acquisitions to put themselves in a good spot um yeah and I mean I, they played well the last two games yeah they won. that's true but uh yeah I I agree I don't know if they I, I just feel like they're not playing together as a team and they're just counting on individuals to carry them throughout the game and you're you're going to get demolished if they if they make it to the playoffs i think they get ousted within five games yeah and then, uh, and then you know what good for montreal though they can definitely steal a series because they they're a group of guys that are not supposed to be where they are and i think they un- they understand that and they play within themselves and they just find ways to get points every game there are some games where i'm like i can't believe this is a a playoff team and then there's other games where like holy holy shit this team can really pull something off here yeah it's they're that weird if you look at the the construction of their roster they're that weird team where in the beginning of the season you look and you're like they're not going anywhere and then you know it just takes you know domi taking that next step which he needed to uh tatar who's always been you know talented albeit an underperformer uh you know finding his game and then they have uh group of veterans who've really committed themselves to where some of them seems like their uh their best days might be behind them but they're willing to play well structured and help insulate the younger guys maybe some physicality especially because it seems like their forwards are kind of small skilled guys but then a lot of the the old guard in the bottom six and then uh so on their decor they definitely help take uh by time and space for their forwards and they play they Claude Julian's a good coach. They play; they're well coached, and they, like you said, they play within themselves. So I, I'm not really, in you know, combine that with Carey Price, uh, who's carried them when in the nights where they haven't had it. Like, uh, it's a good combination. I could, you know, I could see them. And he's never been out for an extended period of time this year, so that definitely helps. Yeah, that's huge. You know, with that, usually they're missing him for 20 games, and then that's it. Well, yeah. Well, and that's well, that's always the shoe waiting to drop with him. Is that his, uh, his. You know, for a guy his size is uh his groin seemingly uh you know can be compromised but no i expect good things from them yeah and columbus listen i in terms of x's and o's i think john tortorella i don't know if he's ever going to be that guy in the modern nhl and it's just but it is a shame because you know, that market is they're always knocking on the door and just nothing and then... hold on hold <laughs> on all right, this is part two. We're going to have to uh, jump right back into things. Got a call, uh, call from the boss, and uh, everything's straight, so we're good to go. Um, I think we touched a little bit about every single team uh, for the East uh, wild card. We got Carolina, but I think Carolina is one of those teams that it, they might even like pop in as a, uh, a three seed if the Islanders keep uh, playing the way they are. and. And uh, just to touch again on the East, what do you think about uh, the Islanders and Toronto heading into playoffs, both having probably their worst span of their seasons 
uh, right now, which is never a good thing. That this is the funny is such an intriguing matchup because I feel like both teams, despite uh, being in good spots for the playoffs, that they're also both uh, flawed in one major way. Um, Toronto can't seem to win a, even when they win a game with superior firepower. You then look at you know it's like oh they Toronto won again last night. They put up seven goals. It's like yeah, but they gave up four or five. Like so they can't keep the they, their goaltending hasn't been all that great. Uh, Freddie Anderson has uh, slipped off a little bit, and Garrett Sparks you know does, ha, hasn't seemed to be a good backup when they needed him. And yeah. uh, as far as the Islanders, they're uh, They've been benefit of the best goaltending in the league right now, and you know they they play a well structured game because Trotz is uh, good on on the on the whiteboard. And but at the same time, you look at Leonard and you look at Halak, um, Leonard with his bounce back year and Halak, uh, who's you know been pretty a steady goaltender um, for the last few years. Uh, you're always waiting for that other shoe to drop. Is that if they all of a sudden don't get good goaltending. Do they turn back into a pumpkin? They've been pretty consistent all year until now. They've seen the last few games they've had other teams have been giving them fits, but yeah. Um, I don't know, but I would, I would pay a lot of money to watch them meet each other in the playoffs because it's just the, the shad and fruit, uh, other teams would get for watching, you know, uh, the John to, especially after John Tavares' homecoming to the Coliseum and what a what a nightmare that was. Um, yeah, no, and then you have the Islanders. Uh, they could possibly play Washington in the first round if they drop to a wild card and or Pittsburgh um, jumping over Washington uh, to take over the one spot. And then, <clears throat> and then uh, Washington would drop to two, and that would be a 2-3 matchup, which would also be unbelievable to watch. So, but I I don't think Islanders are going to make it past round one. I also don't see the Leafs making it past Boston if they have to play them. But no, it, absolutely not. It would, yeah. So it, I think it would seemingly take you know two upsets for them to meet each other. But um, yeah, right. I don't know. Well, I have more faith in the Islanders squeaking past the first round than Toronto. If because you know, unless Toronto you know somehow slips to a wild card, but I don't see Carolina catching them so yeah so all right um right now we have the pacific um that's pretty much locked up i don't think anyone's gonna there's gonna be no changes really there they're both they're all three kind of spread out and then you have the central which is i think it's almost as locked up as well because yeah Dallas, i mean 86, a lot of they're not catching st louis up. or uh, the blues the Blues could catch Nashville. Nashville can catch Winnipeg. They all, they're all right there, 94, 92, 90. Um, and I think Winnipeg will eventually, because they have a game in hand, they'll have a lockdown on the uh, the one seed. And then you have the two versus three uh, Blues and Predators, which would be actually a pretty good series. I can't believe where the Blues are now compared to what Yo, they were. I mean, I mean, just, uh, you know, there's... A Last year, it was the Flyers, that team where it's like the first half is, you know, a literal night, a waking nightmare for them. And then they they have a, the boys just get go to the bar and then they, they they say, is this really who we are? And then lo and behold, they turn it around and they and it's yeah. the biggest thing for me from watching them is that they're getting, you know, Tarasenko has seemingly found his game where in the beginning of the year, there's a lot of questions and, you know, just he wasn't. 
he wasn't taking the shots he usually takes because you know his biggest strength is that wrist shot he's never going to be a guy who can you know score effectively off the rush or whatever but he's he's finding uh time and space and he's taking his shots and they just they're they've always been a you know their d is solid um yeah and and they also got you know Jaden schwartz back from injury and that seemed to be a little bit of a spark offensively because you need depth like in uh, offensively you need depth to survive in this league and, and they finally got some bodies back and and their defense have been playing well and but I, again i don't know if their goaltending can carry them through a round against nashville uh now when nashville is clicking they're a tough team to score against and i don't know if st louis has the depth to beat them but i think it'll be a good a good first round considering i think all games will be under five and oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, hammer the unders in that series because oh, I think every game will be an under. But uh, yeah, that'll be a good first round. But to touch on the wild card, uh, you have Dallas sitting in the first slot. Colorado just leapfrogged for the second spot. And then you have um, you have Arizona, Minnesota, I guess Chicago and Edmonton. You have to mention because they're right there. As uh, so, there's four different teams sitting on the outside that could potentially make it. Do you see any changes there, or do you? Uh... Uh, my, so my head says no, but my heart is trying to figure out ways for Arizona to to somehow uh, take Colorado's spot. And also, I'm uh, as a Rangers fan, I have vested interest in uh, Dallas uh, attempt. I don't think they can do it, but attempting to make it to the Western Conference Final, so the Rangers would get an extra first from the Zuccarello trade. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think I think it stays where it is. I just think, um, you know, from watching uh, a huge win last night for uh, Colorado, they looked great against uh, a good Vegas team. McKinnon is unreal, although I do at times question the depth of uh, Colorado. But I I don't know. I just I feel like the Arizona is a little too hot and cold, especially this time of year where they've you know, I I almost think they almost. played above their head enough to put themselves in the spot but I don't think they're going to be able to close the gap even though it is you know only a, a one game gap I just I have a feeling that just it's going to be another heartbreaker yeah Colorado it's a problem with the west though I feel like they're all top heavy Calgary has one line um San Jose without Kane is pretty much limited to one line and then uh Winnipeg has the most depth but they don't seem to be able to figure it out and pull away Nashville can sometimes have trouble scoring. Blues, we just discussed. Um, Vegas is one of those sneaky teams where I think I, they could win the West again. I think this was a real missed opportunity for for Nashville when looking at their their acquisitions and and Boyle and Simmons, especially when your problem is generating offense and you decide to get like not listen. Wayne is great on the power play as that net front guy with Tippins, but he's clearly lost a step. And you know Brian Boyle is what he is he's bottom six uh you know yeah, defensive but he plays like a top six in the playoffs though, yeah it's so. true he he does have a history of elevating his game so I guess that's what they're hoping on but I just I just feel like that there, there were players out there that could you know who knows maybe uh a Ryan Strom could have been what they needed which after his goal last night leads all players acquired at the trade deadline this year in goals which is uh pretty good i never <laughs> something i never thought uh would happen although if you remember the ryan spooner did the same exact thing last year and then he uh showed up to training camp uh, uh as a wet noodle so but, yeah but you yeah know, I'm, 
again, as a Rangers fan, you're just rooting for Dallas. I think Dallas could upset anybody. That's true. I mean, uh, they're one of those teams that should be in a top three spot. And Zuccarello has been uh, skating with them, although he almost got hurt again in practice the other day, but he's okay, apparently. So his arms actually he's ahead of schedule. So he's hoping to be back before the end of the regular season. I have more I have more faith in Zuccarello come back than Eric Carlson, who then had to had another step back in his. Uh, they his need recovery. to rest him for the first round regardless of what the outcome is. Yeah. I'm, they're going to end up pushing them, but I want them healthy for next year when he signs with the New York Rangers. <laughs> but yeah, I, oh man, I, I go back and forth on this because, you know, players of much, much less Panarin's caliber of Eric Carlson's car- ca- uh, caliber don't become available that often, but, and granted this injury is not the same one that uh, had him out. It's not a f- ankle injury. I think this is, I believe this is his groin. So, but you just, you hope it's just not, you know, yeah, in New York, how many, down. how many pushing 30 superstars come and then they're, they're totally cooked. So, you know, it's, there is buyer beware, but at this point, if it, if, if it only costs you money, you know, I don't know, I would, yeah. I, I, you'd be stupid not to be in on them. Any team in the league, I don't care who you are when you have a chance to get a player like that. I agree. And all right, so let's go into some picks for the weekend. This is what the podcast is really all all about. Um, So the way it works is we pick uh, an underdog, a favorite, and then an over-under play. And then we'll get into a little Sunday parlay. And then we'll pick the games for tonight. And we'll see that where that leads us. And uh, I'll I'll start us off. Um, My underdog for Saturday is going to be Vancouver at home against Dallas. Dallas will be at the end of a four-game roadie, so they've—I uh, think they're two and all right now. Uh, they beat the Jets and the Flames, and then they're probably going to be Edmonton tonight. I definitely think that, and then um, I think that'll make a nice setup for the Canucks, who will be at home against a team on their last leg of a, a road trip. I know they're a little bit desperate, but the the Canucks are a younger team, and and they show up to play. I'm definitely taking the Canucks at a, an underdog play. Yeah, that was actually my underdog as well. I almost, I was tempted, uh, I was tempted to pick uh, the Kings over the Blackhawks, but I, I think it's, I'd have to go with Vancouver over Dallas just because I don't know. I feel like LA's fully committed to, to bottoming out, and you know, I think uh, there's a Chicago team that still seems like they're trying to tread water, even though they, they probably have no chance of making it. So I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, Vancouver over Dallas as well. All right. Well, at least we're on the same page here. And then uh, there wasn't very many uh, good underdog opportunities, though. Um, But all right. So we're going to go into a little bit of a favorite. We have the Islanders. uh, My favorite for the weekend is Islanders at home against Buffalo. Um, Buffalo is in their tank mode. They're the best at it in the league, clearly. They were just fighting for a playoff spot, and now they're fighting for the the, the first pick overall. Um, they're at home tonight against the Wings, and then they have to travel to Long Island for a Saturday game, only to come home the next day and have to play the Blue Jackets. They're going to want to get into the Long Island and get out. They're not going to be have any interest in playing. They're going to lose this game 3 or 4 nothing. Um, I, they might not even score a goal against the Islanders. The only thing that scares me is that the Islanders play the Maple Leafs next, and that could be a look-ahead game. But uh, I'm very confident in Buffalo uh, losing this game and dropping in the standing. So I'm taking Islanders at home against Buffalo. Yeah, I almost did that, but 
the more I, I think about it, I'm, I'm going to take uh, the Bruins at home over the Panthers. It's an afternoon game, uh, you know, Panthers traveling uh, in Boston. I th- feel like the way that, I mean, we saw firsthand last night that Boston has done a very good job ramping themselves up for the, um, for the playoffs. They seem like a well-oiled machine right now. Uh, their top line is doing what they always do and, you know, just putting up, uh, putting up points. And uh, just I feel like the Panthers are slowly realizing that, that or not slowly, but they've, re- you know, they, it's another lost season. I feel like they're demoralized, and I just I feel like the Bruins are going to put the hurting on them. So I'm taking, yeah. I'm taking the Bruins at home on Saturday. I like it. I like it. All right, so so my under overplay is going to be well, it's going to be an underplay. It's Nashville and the Blue Jackets. Uh, both these teams are playing meaningful hockey. Uh, Nashville is fighting for uh, a better seed. Jackets are obviously playing for their for their season, and I really do think that this game will be. I I honestly would bet it under three. I think it's going to be a two one game. Both teams are not going to want to give up anything. Um, and both teams are actually pretty good at shutting shutting down the other team's offense. The only problem is uh, the Blue Jackets, they rely on very few players to score these goals, and they don't play as a team. But I'm very confident in National not being able to put up numbers against them. So I'm going to say it's going to be a team against uh, uh, well in favor of the uh, Predators. Although Blue Jackets' uh, offense has been humming, but you know Predators are under City right now. I think there's six of the last seven games or even seven, I think seven in a row have been six goals or under. So I'm very confident in that under. Yeah. I actually, uh, would you say under, you take them under three. I think. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be, I can honestly see this being a one, nothing, two, nothing, yeah. two, one. Two. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to double back you on that one. Cause honestly, I'm looking at, there's a lot of narratives going into Saturday. I was trying to pick one and I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure because it's it seems like in the the way the league is now it's that you either you know it's either a high scoring affair for both sides or it's tight and it doesn't seem to be you know I mean there's certain yeah there's never one really a lot of one one sided uh like six nothing games I feel like just don't exist it's either nine yeah three, it's like even the like team nine. that loses puts up two to three goals anyway so yeah so I'm I'm gonna double back you on that one with the the Preds. All right, and then we're to get into a little bit of a Sunday parlay. We got I'm taking the Blue Jackets over Buffalo, Tank City right there in Buffalo, and then you got I'm taking the Flames over the Sharks. Uh, Sharks seem to be beat up; they're not playing very good hockey right now. I think the Flames are just too good up front in that first line, and Giordano's playing like a an animal. And then I'm gonna take I'm taking a Minnesota Arizona under. That'll probably be a five and a half. I'll take the under in that game. That again, that'll be two one, one nothing. And uh both teams there playing meaningful hockey too. So that that'll be my Sunday parlay. That'll actually be a pretty decent payout too, especially with the underplay. Yeah. Um I too am taking Blue Jackets over the Sabres, just because like you said, Tank City, um, which is I mean I f- I they don't have a regulation win in uh, I forget what I read the other day how many you know regular uh, season games it's it's just it's the most impressive tank I've ever seen so they've they're sinking like a stone yeah. so take the, I'm taking the Blue Jackets uh, I'm gonna take Minnesota over Arizona I just I just have a weird feeling I know it's Coyotes at home but I don't know I just had 
sometimes you just have a feeling, and although it might not be the smart play, I feel like there's money to be made there. So I'm going to take uh, Minnesota, and then uh, this is where I was torn. I I too am going to take I'm going to take uh, Calgary over uh, San Jose. I just feel like the way the top line's been going for Calgary, and uh, like you said, Giordano's been great. And Eric Carlson not uh, not coming back, and I feel like those Sharks have been. You know, they've let teams push them around a little bit the last few games. So, yeah, I'm taking uh, Carol. Uh, I'm sorry, Calgary. All right. Nice. So that, those are our picks. And then, obviously, we always end it with a Ascend It Friday, which is a pick for every game. Um, I'm taking the Rangers tonight over the Blues. They eventually have to win, so I'm, I'm picking that tonight. Uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh and then Avalanche, Vegas, Flames, and the Devils. Uh, the Devils are another one of those teams that uh, I know they should not be winning, but they've been getting points every game, and I love it. Uh, I think they just beat Buffalo pretty badly. So um, I'm between the Rangers and the Devils and Buffalo now, it's going to be important to see who gets that, that fourth pick overall because it seems like the bottom three are pretty much locked, and Ottawa definitely getting the first overall uh, pick. And then second, I believe – I don't know, although the Ducks, it's the Kings, right? The Ducks have been playing pretty well. I think they're already past the Rangers. Uh, Yeah, they're we're, with the loss to the Bruins. Oh, wow. the Ra- you, right? Yeah, the Rangers are... Uh, um, oh, yeah. yeah, Rangers are fifth right now. Yeah. Detroit is the team I was thinking of. So yeah. you have Ottawa and LA pretty much locked up, and then Detroit is right there. Um, so they, they seem to be locked up, too. I really hope they make it. They cater to the original six teams there. Oh, yeah. And hopefully we get one and two. I'll yeah. go, I wouldn't mind going with Detroit. They're a fun team. Yeah, they are. Uh, what do you have for Friday? Sorry. All right, see. So let's. I, I actually have the Blues. I know Rangers coming off a loss are coming back to MSG. I just feel that the way things are going that they're going to be gripping the sticks a little little tighter because especially Quinn didn't seem very happy in their post game. You know, they took the two too many men on the ice penalties. He seemed very upset. They seemed frustrated themselves. I think it's something that seems if you, you look at it from a distance, you seem like it might be, you know, a good bounce back game for them, but I don't think so. I think they're going to be, uh, they're going to, yeah, I just think that your grip is strict a little too tight. So I'm going to take uh, St. Louis. Uh, I'm taking, uh, the Red Wings over the Devils. Um, you know, it's with these two, it seems like it's a exercise in futility, but even, even with uh, Corey Schneider rounding out his game a little bit, he still looked really shaky. I don't know who they're going to start, but that I feel like that uh, the younger guys on the Red Wings have been impressive. Uh, Athanasiu and Larkin can do some damage against the Devils team that, uh, you know, isn't it the best uh, defensively? So I'm taking uh, Detroit. Um, I'm going to take uh, Calgary at home over the Ducks. Um, like I said earlier, just they're they're ramping up their top. You know, their top players are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, I I'm going to take the Penguins at home over the Preds. Uh, same story. They seem to um, they seem to be uh, rounding out into form and starting to push the pace a little bit more where sometimes they've looked a little disinterested just because when you've been to as many uh, postseasons uh, as they have sometimes if you feel like you're 
a lock for the postseason anyway. But especially if you can get to test yourself against someone who could possibly meet uh, in the Stanley Cup final if things go your way. So I think they're going to the Penguins are going to show up uh, and Crosby to Crosby. And uh, if they if Latang ends up playing, that'll be a big boost for them, too. Um, I'm going to take uh, Colorado over Arizona. Uh, same like I mentioned earlier, uh, I feel like the Yotes have, you know, it's it seems like every time they get a foothold, uh, you know, on the mountain that they end up losing a finger or an arm or someone gets hurt. I just think and, you know, especially with the display, uh, Colorado's at home again. Uh, you know, they looked real good against a, a very good Vegas team. I think they keep that going, cause, especially because they feel like they have a realistic shot. And then finally, I'm going to uh, I think just with the way things have been going for Vegas, uh, you know, I think they have a, a nice bounce back at home after uh, the loss, uh, the loss to uh, Colorado. So I think uh, Vegas wins at home over Minnesota, despite Minnesota, you know, desperately trying to climb into the wild card picture. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree there. And uh, to go back to uh, the Penguins, the Penguins are, are heading back home. And it's their first home game in a while. And I like the Predators on the road. They're okay. But uh, I think the Penguins will will be able to put up some numbers. But I'm not sure if they have Malcolm back yet. I know he yeah. was out against the Rangers. But yeah, once they get him back, I think they'll be a dangerous team. And they're and I think they're going to go for the number one seed. This way they, they can kind of avoid the chaos of the uh, of the Metro in the, in the first round. Yeah, I think... Uh... I don't... It's which is funny because it's it's Pittsburgh, but for the first uh, half of the year, the narrative is kind of like ah, that, you know, they're still good because they have such good players, but they don't seem like they're themselves. And then what happens every year is that they ramp it up, and everyone's like, oh, they were literally have just done this so many times that they're just trying to, even though sometimes it doesn't always work in their favor, try to stay healthy and just kind of autopilot a bit, and then step on the gas at the right time, especially if any team. Uh, knows from experience how to do it's them so yeah i I could see them definitely uh coming out at home flying just to try to prove a point to everyone else going into the playoffs 100 percent. and uh all right well i think that does it then uh not a bad first round a little shaky in the beginning in terms of the service uh so sorry about that and then yeah that's basically it good luck this weekend and uh anything any final thoughts Andy, um, if the Rangers could lose every game in regulation from here until the end of the season, I will be very happy. And as long as they can lose and if I see their younger guys uh, show glimpses of what we can hopefully see from them in the next uh, next year in the future, that's that's a win in my book. So it's kind of like a win win. I guess it's only uh, only if they get shut out. I, 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 you know, I bemoan it because it's even though they they're you know get a better a better chance at a lottery pick it shows that they're they might be farther uh farther away from uh the promised land than we all thought so yeah just uh yeah, but let's I mean, not I go rangers every game yeah i've been proud of them though the last seven games so. yeah listen it, right. yeah not to not to cut you off but i mean if you look at Buffalo once again who top team in the league in uh, the end of uh, november is now you know, almost in last place, you know, they're sixth, fifth overall. It's just, 
that that can be pervasive if you if you're that comfortable with just if you watch them embarrass themselves the how they have been recently just mailing it and not even fighting just letting teams roll over them like that's not just a talent problem that's a yeah there's that's a problem with uh, that organization in the locker room so you want to be bad but you don't want to you know you want to have some self pride so yeah for sure all right well good job we're running at I don't know. This is actually pretty long, especially the beginning. We had a lot to talk about. But uh, all right. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, let's go Blues. Have you ever been close to tragedy or been close to folks who have? Have you ever felt the pain so powerful, so heavy you collapse? No. Well, I'm sure it isn't good And I'm glad I have